0: for it but here it is the bourbon
1: and Brothers podcast
2: I tend to agree more and more with your niece that
1: Uncle Andrew is a lot for this type of situation. Flynn well you haven't listened to it yet or no yeah the last episode we released, he just like, Yeah, I know, I listen
2: to it, and, body. and, and oh. I, that's that's the one I was live texting you about. <laughs> it's, it's a quick <laughs> hello to
3: just excitedly welcome in our pods, and then you pull back to normal podcasting
2: stuff. Speaking of that, welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for tonight. I'm back. Uh, I'm here with my fellow hosts, Jacob. Boo!
1: I'm sorry. Did you say me first? Some someone was was booing. when back say you first. I couldn't hear. <laughs> Why are we always Boom talking shakalaka. about
4: back? It seems like it's a huge theme it's, on it's, this podcast. It's,
2: it is. It is. I constantly talk about my back problems, and I'm back, which it is did a problem. an
3: entire
2: challenge yeah, game just, about it. So I really feel like you're as much to blame as anybody. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's here. I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. Go Jets and Hove Camp.
3: Yeah, how's
2: it going, guys? Kevin says go Jets because the draft went well for the Jets. The Jets Always well. the winners the in April. are playing well. You know? The
4: Preds gave up five goals in the first period last night of our you know, playoff
2: game, so that was
4: bad, but the rest of this stuff is going great. Uh, the Camp three of both us were <laughs> on
2: Jacob's Zoom, even though Jacob wasn't here, uh, during the NFL draft the first round, and uh, Hope Camp's uh reaction to the Steelers taking Kenny Pickett was hysterical because five <laughs> minutes before that you were talking you were talking about uh how he's basically just Andy Dalton and how you I said
3: like his, his his he's <laughs> Andy Dalton to Derek Carr is his range of outcomes and I don't think it's worth a first
2: round pick to have either of those and then about two <laughs> minutes later the Steelers did that so. <laughs> so
3: hoping for hoping for Derek Carr I guess Sure. You could do worse. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the second quarterback off the board, Desmond Rooter. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. That is, that's probably enough sports talk.
2: (laughs) On this May 4th, we're just going to talk about sports, right? Yeah. We're just going (laughs) to Happy Star Wars day. May yeah, the fourth be with be you. With yeah. You
1: is is how the f- we are recording yeah, exactly. on May
2: the fourth because it's us and it's obvious why. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Um, and <laughs> no, 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 no. Jacob, it's just
3: because it's Wednesday and that's the day we could get
2: together. That's <laughs> hey, okay. The facade of us, okay, okay, uh, okay. So yeah, Jacob's <laughs> shirt. You have. I can't really see very well. You have two shirts. I have
1: two shirts. It's okay. You have an undershirt. His first shirt. De, uh, depicts the uh, this is the undershirt to the shirt. Uh, the the undershirt is a Star Wars, um, nineteen seventy seven, the original poster uh, on a T-shirt. The overshirt or regular button down shirt is a bunch of Tie Fighters and Death Stars, uh, but it looks kind of fancy, so it's a
0: fancy. Kevin made bit, uh, a uh, really shirt.
2: bad joke at work today about uh, Star Wars that none of the the donors at Thomas Moore uh, appreciated at all. Actually. That is not true at all. Oh, please tell uh, me. Nobody laughed. I laughed at how awkward laughed. it was.
4: Lots of people. <laughs> laughed. I was. We were having a, a. We were having a day where we bring in people who have donated to set up endowed scholarships, I was supposed to be the MC. So I walked in and I said something along the lines of, "It's a day of Thanksgiving. It's a day of excitement. It's one of my favorite days of the year at Thomas More University. Of course, I'm referencing Star Wars Day, and may the Fourth be with you all." And there were light chuckles throughout the room. And then I decided to be self-deprecating and say thank you for the pity laughs, which got even more laughs. Um, so, yes. Yes. That's what Flynn's referring to.
1: Could have just started reading, like, the opening crawl. It's a time of prosperity and peace. Just, like, go into the full Star Wars. I did as much
4: Star Wars as was appropriate then... in the moment. <laughs>
1: No, you didn't go far enough. That's why
3: no one left. <laughs> you really, yeah, really got to commit. You need to get the Death Star to blow up Thomas More in celebration. Like that's that's really committing to Star Wars Day.
4: Perfect.
2: Yeah. Really good demonstration. I had R two D two socks on while I was up there. <laughs> I do. I do have um, something to say though about about our work. So Kevin and I work together, and um, something that I am most proud of um, is that my legacy is going to be cemented at Thomas Moore in the form of a memorial crosswalk that we are putting in, um, basically where I got hit by the car, um, because we moved across the road and there is no crosswalk really. And so uh, Kevin has been in discussions with the city of of, uh, Crestview Hills to create a crosswalk in my name, in my memory. Um, And so it is going to be the Patrick Flynn Ashley Memorial Mm -hmm. Crosswalk
1: honor honor maybe no i thought it, it's going to be
2: called the the dumb ass, the about... dumbass crosswalk <laughs> 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 um, they will know what it means <laughs> but I, I one of our one of our coworkers was talking to someone they were like do you really need a crosswalk it's not like someone's going to get hit by a car and they were like actually one of my coworkers did so <laughs> actually, we um, do. you're welcome and uh you know it's going to be it's going to be much easier to cross the road now so
4: there has already been someone hit by a car is something I have been able to say to the city of Crestview Hills when saying we need this crosswalk.
2: <laughs> yep, yep. So you're welcome. I, I took one. Thanks for, the for being a data
4: point, Flynn. Now,
3: <laughs> I think that as riveting as to recanting...
1: <gasps> Flynn's <gasps> like the Ann Perkins.
3: <laughs> Flynn <laughs> gets a... Andy, 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 no, he's like, <laughs> Andy, Andy's wire.
2: <laughs> he fell into the... Flynn point. gets this
3: amazing crosswalk. Pretty's wearing two shirts, and Kevin made a bad joke. We have a podcast to do, and I feel like we've we've lost the listeners. We we that's a normal
2: thing lost. for our podcast. Though. <laughs> Fling gets hit by a car. Jacob's wearing ridiculous clothing. Kevin makes bad jokes. Like you just uh, you you just uh, described what our podcast is. So tonight I am drinking. Um, it is a bourbon that I bought when uh, Lauren and I went to Michigan. Uh, we went up for my birthday, and it ended up being. Uh, terrible weather and also we both had colds and so we just basically stayed in the airbnb the whole time and and were sick just in another city uh, but we did go to a few breweries and went to a distillery um, this is called eastern kill distillery and so we went there and i got a flight tried some of their ryes, tried some of their bourbons um, and the one that i didn't try um, because it was not offered in the flight was their bottled and bond and so i tried their normal bourbon It was okay. I mean, it tasted young. Um, But knowing what I know about bourbon, I was able to say, okay, it is a little bit higher proof if it's bottled in Bond. It's at least four years old if it's bottled in Bond. Um, And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to buy a bottle of that. It's fine. Uh, I don't think that I would seek it out again, but it's it's decent. It's better than their just normal bourbon. Um, And so if you ever find yourself in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Eastern Kill is a, a neat little distillery. Jacob, what are you drinking? <laughs> Did you do that on purpose, Flynn? Because that's a one hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> He's
3: <chewing>. Well done.
1: <laughs> he normally, yeah. It's like he can see me chewing as I'm trying to finish up my my dinner, and says, "Oh, it's nine uh, o'clock. It's a good time to call me." You, um,
3: you also always start so. eating dinner at nine o'clock while we're recording. So. It's my fault.
0: There
1: you go. Um. No, I've hit that point. Uh, I'm about to uh, to go on a little uh, work um, uh, across the pond, uh, so I need to uh, empty out my bourbon supply that I have with me. So tonight I'm just going to uh, cap off the flatboat, 125 proof that I have. Um, it's quite good. And then, uh, Flynn, I, you weren't here for this one, but I do have uh, a bottle of a New York uh, straight bourbon whiskey called uh, uh, Great Union. So I'll be switching to that next um, and Is hopefully it good? giving you all a better uh, comparison of the two. Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's not bad. Um, price point-wise, I think, you know, if it were being sold in Kentucky and comparative to Kentucky bourbons, it'd probably go more like a 20, 25, 30 instead of the 45 that it's going for up here. But it's it's solid. Solid. We have solid water up here in New York. It's good. It's fine. But yeah, flatboat 125 proof is what I'm drinking tonight. Um, again, it's got banana bread notes to it. It's, uh, it's delicious and it's great. Hofkamp. Yeah,
3: so um, since we last recorded one week ago today, um, I had my first visitor to the garden, a nice monarch butterfly or two, dropping off dozens of eggs. I capitalized on my niece's Christmas gift to me, which was like the little, hey, get your classroom, order some caterpillars for your classroom. So we have caterpillars that are about to form cocoons upstairs in the living room. Uh, Went to the the new place uh, that has all the native plants that we get and planted about 35 plants this weekend, made two new garden beds. So I'm drinking Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. Because I feel like I've had a very quality garden week. So... Obviously, that means that we're going to do this. Uh, I'm getting scarily low because I'm trying to only do like a glass at a time on garden weekends, Um, and you can't find it anywhere. So it was kind of a lucky find, and uh, we're going to have to get lucky again here real soon so that I can keep the the good gardening moments coming as the bloom season heats up. Kevin, what are you drinking?
4: Uh, I'm drinking something new tonight that I've not had before. Um, It's a rare find as well. And I'm, I'm going to just say, right off the bat, it, it might be among my favorite bourbons I've ever had. Um, Larceny is a bottle that uh, Jacob drank quite a bit in our first 20 episodes, um, and what I'm drinking is...
3: Yeah. Is Larceny bottled in Bond?
4: Yes. I think so.
2: No, it's only 90 proof.
4: Okay. Interesting. Um I'm drinking Johnny Fitzgerald Larceny's Barrel Proof which is a much harder bottle to find than regular Larceny. This is 124.4 proof um, the bottle says that they um, it's not a single barrel barrel proof so they take barrels that are aged 6 to 8 years and blend them together to make this product um, which is sort of cheating I think but it is a weeded high proof um, phenomenal bourbon um, I think I paid like I don't know what I told you, what, like $62 or something like that for it, which is a pretty good price for this off the shelf. And I would buy it every single time I saw it from now on. It is really, really, really good. Um, it is uh, for a high proof to be this smooth. Um, really, you, you guys know I love the weeded bourbons and I am all about it. Um, Larceny is pretty good at, at its price point. Um, this is phenomenal at its price point so larceny barrel proof if you see it on the shelf buy it drink it you'll love it nice nice what are we doing tonight flynn
2: tonight we have three little segments for you um we're gonna start off with a a news segment and then we're gonna get into what's the the news segment the news segment uh the news segment uh, we'll, 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 discuss it when we get there. Uh, we're going to get into hot toddy takes and we're going to have that as a Star Wars themed because of May the 4th. And then we're going to get into some listener questions. We put out a call on, on the Instagrams, um, and some people asked some questions, some of which, um, can be answered and some of which I don't think we can really answer, but it's okay. Um, we'll answer them all. Uh, so, so D Graham will try to find your wallet, um, is what he asked is where is my wallet. <laughs> um, so I don't think we can really answer that, but we'll try, we'll try. Um, and so we're going to get into the news segment where each of us has found a news article or, or something on the internet that we're like, wow, that's really a thing. That's ridiculous. And so they're going to read the title of the news article segment uh, news article and then is going to explain it and we'll just discuss going from there so who would like to go first
3: i guess i can go first that doesn't seem to be a problem um i was torn between a couple of different ones and i actually had read this article or it popped up uh recently this week and i feel like it is a perfect time to bring it up for this as well um a florida bride and her caterer served marijuana-laced food at the wedding and didn't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, if you were hoping not to get really high at this wedding reception, you couldn't do that. So uh, That's ridiculous. In case you were wondering, it's highly illegal uh, to drug guests unsuspectingly. And um, he said this where it's, samples of food including chocolate covered strawberries pudding shot desserts and lasagna were collected and tested positive for thc so like everything had drugs in it
2: <laughs> hey i'm gonna have so some weird. edibles tonight it's just lasagna <laughs> it's, it's, i mean you're two edibles what. right if your edibles are lasagna yeah.
3: <laughs> you need to look in the mirror if that's the
2: case <laughs>
3: Uh, apparently people were taken to the hospital, which seems probably extreme. They just yeah. probably were really high. Uh, but you know, when you get the cops there, uh, and someone's like, I don't feel good. And they're like, well, you're, you were drugged and we don't know what it is. To go to the hospital. Uh, it's probably again, overkill, but, um, yeah, people were just eating their dinner and like laughing at nonsense and like, I think we're high. Did we get high? Oh God. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. What state was that in? Florida,
4: obviously. Of Lourdes. course it was. Of course it was. Cat <laughs> is cackling in the background.
0: <laughs>
1: I gave her one of my earbuds, so this is actually going to be the first episode she will listen to in <laughs> it's Welcome,
4: cat. Thank you. I've got one that that Flynn will enjoy, um, and Flynn, you'll have to tell the group why you enjoy this one.
2: Okay. Man um, gets woman, hit by car. Woman,
4: <laughs> No, Um,
2: Man has back problems.
4: Uh, (laughs) Woman rescued after falling in toilet while trying to retrieve phone atop Mount Walker in Washington State. I actually saw this article as well.
0: uh, I didn't read it, so
3: I'm excited to hear the details as told by Kevin.
4: (laughs) Um, Flynn, why is it funny?
2: Okay, so... (laughs) okay this is gonna be a long (laughs) long story okay so so so, um my wife was brushing her teeth one night or one day during during the work day and um she leans over and she's she flushes the toilet while she's brushing her teeth and apparently she hits my toothbrush with her elbow um and it (laughs) flips through the air (laughs) into our toilet as it's flushing um, and the and the, the toothbrush gets flushed down the toilet and so I'm like did you reach in and get it and she was like ew no (laughs) Um, And so two days later, I have to call a plumber um, and the plumber comes out and uh, he's like, yep, there's a toothbrush stuck in your pipes. And so he got the toothbrush out. It was it was pretty easy fix. Um, We also found a makeshift bidet on the side of our toilet um, that was leaking um, because apparently the old owners said, uh, you know, regular bidets are too expensive. And so they installed one of those like. Kitchen sink sprayers on the side of the toilet, um, and so you know with the little handle, and I'm like, that's not what I want to be doing uh, down there with with uh, my hands. Um, but yeah, that was on the side of our toilet, and it was it was leaking everywhere. So um, by 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 flushing a, a uh, toothbrush down the toilet, we found that the old, the old uh, owners of our house used to spray their butts with a uh, kitchen sprayer that they attached to the side of the toilet. So, Kevin, go on with your story.
4: I, I chose this one specifically because I wanted you to have to tell that story because um, it's so layered between kitchen sink uh, makeshift bidet um, and Lauren couldn't be bothered to try to retrieve your... Uh, toothbrush, and two plumbers were called in the in the story. I just love it. Um, um, the, I, I don't yeah. know that you all know this. Then I in college
3: flushed my phone down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so what I, I can relate. Pipes are big to enough I didn't for go that. after it. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> so we. Uh, I had gotten back up. I was playing flag football and my pants didn't have pockets in it. So I had my phone like tucked into my waist and I had just gone to the restroom and like bent over to flush the toilet, leaned over and it fell like it just pushed up and out and fell out of my waistband as I'm pressing the flush button. And it's the slowest motion of, of all time. But it it's like right as the big push of water comes out, the phone hits it pushes it back there, and it's like, that's gone. That's gone forever. I hope it went down. Uh, and it did not. So, a couple of days later, we call maintenance, and they were like, somebody flushed something down there? And I was like, yeah, my phone's down there. And so, they're <laughs> like, oh, that's easy then. So, they get my phone out, and as, which obviously doesn't work, I've gotten a new phone by this point, and uh, they say, found your phone, and toss it across the room to me, as I'm sitting at my desk doing homework. And I don't know if you've ever had a phone tossed to you in your bedroom that's been in a toilet pipe for two days. Audit. Mm. I don't Um, think I would have. I don't think I would have. The alternative is like it lands all over everything. Mm. So I don't know what the I feel like swatting was an option, you know. But no matter what, I have to pick it up to put it somewhere, and if swatting yeah. it is an option. I mean, it's just that's like I caught it and put yeah, it in the garbage. Fair. I guess that's the so. critique
4: of, of Lauren in this situation is you could have just grabbed the toothbrush and then washed your hands. But yeah, I understand. She, she says
2: that it was basically uh, too fast for her to grab um is is her version of the story so yeah
4: but you told me at work you don't believe your wife (coughs) i didn't say that i didn't say she's lying i didn't say those
2: words Uh, i did not say those words lauren if you're listening um you can skip this episode anyway go ahead with (laughs) yeah so
3: so kevin what did this woman flush down the toilet yeah what Uh, what happened with this woman at the green do you have a story now
4: (laughs) the funniest part
1: (laughs) about
0: flushing things down the toilet
4: yeah do you have a story
1: I mean, of course, but I would like to hear Kevin's story. Okay,
4: well, the the rest of the article is not not all that funny because when you picture someone having falling into a toilet is like when you sit when when you sit down and we haven't put the seat down and you, you go a little further in than you want to or whatever like that's falling in the toilet. At no point could I understand why you would fall in the toilet and need to be rescued by firefighters, so I clicked into the story. Um, I learned that in this case, she fell into what's called a vault toilet, which is in a lot of places like state parks where they've dug a really, really, really big hole and put a really, really, really big tank in it, and then it's sort of like an outhouse kind of thing. She dropped it's it like in a one of those. Permanent mm. Yeah, and That's then gone she forever. tried to climb. Exactly, and you gotta just <laughs> know that. And she climbed in, and oh, it did not go well. And the no, the, no. the firefighters came and hosed her off, and told her to go to the hospital because oh. she spent a great deal of time in human excrement. Um, it the one that I had seen just briefly. I hope no one else shows this. Was the that, that a, uh, a different article was it Taylor Swift was the inspiration for the name of a new species of millipedes. Um, And I was going to make that my story, (laughs) but that wasn't going to have to cause Flynn to tell his story. So I chose the woman falling in the toilet, um, and I'm happy for it. Pretty, are you ready to tell us your story?
1: Oh, of course. Wonderful. Um,
4: Taylor Swift has...
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is a pause for our patreons and for you all if we think that this uh story is too nsfw i'll use my secondary one okay ecology professor theorizes that the lochness monster may just be a whale's penis
4: oh tell us more pretty you
3: <laughs> so kevin talked about falling into human feces after we told stories about flushing things down the toilet, mine was about drugs. And you thought that the word penis, like a whale's penis, was going to get us? <laughs> so, um...
1: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Kat is reacting to the, the images that are, are, are in this article. Did she um, Google whale penis?
2: Like, what?
4: That no, was no, a, no, no, no,
1: no, no. Are you not article. doing that
4: right now? That's what I'm doing right now. And I They're get big. it. They are I, big. I get it.
1: Comparatively, so, uh, <laughs> though,
2: I mean. Mm.
1: <laughs> so, if, if you do uh, if you do a Google search of the Loch Ness monster, there is um, an, a what appears to be an older photo uh, that is like in black and white um, that is just kind of a silhouette of, of a serpentine yeah, creature. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, however, uh, there is an ecology professor that thinks that it might have just been a whale flashing uh, his penis. And the reason being is because in mating season, uh, when whales mate, uh, there's traditionally um, a pod together. And so while uh, one of the male whale- whales is waiting to mate, uh, he will just uh, flap his his semi-flaccid, <laughs> semi-erect penis in the water, up and down. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Kevin, for All the right. visual <laughs> image. It's so fascinating. <laughs> It's so, probably the whale penis,
2: yeah. Okay, I, I agree with this professor. <laughs> well,
3: I, I have, and maybe this is my, and I'm I'm definitely asking the wrong crowd. I thought that <laughs> the, the, the the lake was kind of like a landlocked freshwater thing that probably doesn't have a bunch of whales banging in it.
1: Lake, is that not what uh, the lake? Or uh, Loch Ness? Yes. Um, un, unsure. I, we did not um, define lochs. On the episode, Scottish so I don't know too.
2: if yeah. it connects to the ocean or not. We didn't define that clearly. We need to go back to. It's a freshwater about
3: lock a in the Scottish Highlands.
2: Maybe yeah, maybe it's a uh, freshwater
3: it, whale. It just really doesn't feel like that. It was.
1: It does connect to the ocean. There you go. Cat has confirmed it. But there's really no way that a whale could get through because it's by small a small stream. I mean, I guess it could.
4: If you Google "Is Loch Ness Monster's long neck a whale's penis," the fifth the fifth image that comes up is from Reddit, and the caption is "Thanks, I hate whale boners."
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so yeah, we may need to cut some of this.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Just That's bleep out, great. Kevin. Um, you, you should bleep him out. So, so. <laughs> exactly. That
1: makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, so Cat did did show me the map, uh, Loch Ness. Which who knows that this photo? We don't even know if this this photo that everyone famously references as the Loch Ness monster was even photographed at Loch Ness. Um, but uh, uh, quoted from the ecology professor, uh, many people have believed that something more sinister is lurking beneath. However, uh, the professor said that in many cases it was just a bunch of whale dicks. <laughs> so um so flynn. yeah and there's are, there are several <laughs> tweets backing this up so uh yep oh, oh loch Ness monster equals everything
2: yep, on equals twitter is a fact oh so. yeah mm-hmm. everything's true
1: yep anyways go ahead flynn what I'm, do you I'm got
3: i'm calling bs that a whale got into loch ness <laughs> I've, I've been doing some research here it seems very convoluted that, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna listen
2: to Hovecamp over an ecology professor um that you know <laughs> based on his two minutes of googling uh i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely he did the
1: research yeah he did, he the, did research. the research he did
2: his <laughs> own research um so this one's actually directed at hope camp um universal's elizabeth banks directs thriller cocaine bear set to release in winter 2023 why is this directed at me? Because the last time we did the news segment, you talked about cocaine bears. No, Kevin talked about cocaine. Oh, it, okay. Oh, cocaine hippos. Same thing. I, um, I alluded to the fact that I might be in favor of
3: killing them, but that was not really... <laughs> that's true. That's what I'm thinking. That's not,
2: <laughs> but, but here is the premise of this movie, which sounds just phenomenal. Um, it stars Ray Liotta, which is hilarious to me. Um, but in a Georgia forest, an American black bear goes on a rampage after ingesting a staggering amount of cocaine. And so it's just a horror film of a bear hunting down people after ingesting cocaine and is I'm it Ted three
4: do uh, what is it Ted three
2: Ted three Ted, Ted the movie three. Ted is it Ted three yeah, is that the Mark name of the movie oh I didn't I never Seth, saw Ted uh, 2 so Carlin movie oh yeah I never saw Ted 2. I saw Ted that one. would check dumb. out though yeah I would stage. check out he does cocaine in the uh, first one at least. I want to go
3: back to something else that Flint said um, Damn, and you just one. casually mentioned Ray Liotta. Have you seen a movie that he's in?
2: I'm sure I've seen other things that he's Several. in. I know his face. <laughs> you pretty. For the listeners, <laughs> who's Ray Liotta? Um, I've seen the. Okay, I'm looking at. I'm looking at his. Uh, his. He's,
4: IMDb. Like, he's like one of those
1: people that always plays a bunch of cops or like. Yeah. Like. You know, tough guy.
4: One thing he's in is all I'm asking for from the three of you. Well, he's he's cheating. I mean, he's in Goodfellas
2: and Eight Men Out easily. I've never seen Goodfellas. Off the top. He plays uh, himself in Modern Family. I've seen that.
1: Yep. That's that's what you know him from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've seen Sin City <laughs> as well. So. Anyway. Okay. That's, anyway. That's a little better
4: Interesting. <laughs> oh, that really, like, the main character from Goodfellas.
3: Yes. What? You you got mad that I've named, I named a movie. Goodfellas, i got to see who Ray Liotta is. What the hell, Kevin? I, it, it, it took me a minute... Oh, that like, Ray Liotta? I thought you were talking about a different one.
4: This is Flynn we're talking about. Flynn doesn't know, know any know. good we're movies. We're talking about you. No, no, but mouth. this is Flynn we're talking about. I Listen, I don't know.
3: Hey, Goodfellas, you fact-check me that the main character of Goodfellas is Ray Liotta?
2: I, I, but yeah, anyway, really we're going to see this movie as name. a group. We're all going to go see Cocaine Bear in theaters. and. We'll invite the pods. Yeah. They're all yeah, welcome. I'm
1: excited to see Cocaine Bears.
2: Just one. Just one that ingested a, quote, staggering amount of
4: cocaine. You don't know cocaine. that. You don't know Sorry,
1: that. Sorry, cocaine bear.
2: The
4: Spider-Man movie was only supposed to have one Spider-Man in it. Spoiler alert, there's three. So.
2: Yeah, it should be called Spider-Men. It should be called Spider-Mans. Spider's it called?
1: man <laughs> Should be called Spider's man Spider-Man? Spider-Man's.
2: No, it's Spider-Man's. Spider-Man's. Spider-People. Spider-Man's. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay, so uh Elizabeth Banks cocaine bears and Ray Liotta. Got it. <laughs> I'm
0: good for
3: them. You know what? This is the second <laughs> time we've had an article about cocaine animals that I have not come out against killing. <laughs>
2: no. You, you should definitely kill out the coke to, or you should definitely kill the coked out bear. Like that's yep, That's it, hunting you. Yep. I think that's going to be yeah. a thing
3: that comes up and I'm I would probably support it in that instance. Yeah. It's at
4: this point in the podcast where I want pretty to just input the, the intro music from Star Wars to cut us off and move us on to the next thing, but he can't because John Williams is a douche.
2: Anyway, Hot Toddy Takes. Hot Toddy Takes
4: keep
1: it
3: (laughs) on i swear if i get named on this lawsuit i will sell you out so hard
4: um pretty (laughs) have you seen the batman yet
1: uh, yes, actually, Kat and I just Don't watched ask it for two Kevin's days ago. thoughts. no, no,
4: no. Kevin, Kevin I, will I,
2: rant for giving, ten minutes, minutes about how, how it's both bad and good. It's it's a weird. <laughs> he has weird takes on the bad. And man. it's long. Don't ask it's for long. It.
3: <laughs> it's long. Bad, good, and Robert Pattinson is both the solution
2: and the problem. I I did say I did say all those things while drinking. And you drinking said it for thirty draft. minutes. <laughs> yeah, he I just know. said it in two seconds, and you said it for thirty minutes.
4: I know. I know.
3: Kevin is easily summarized, but difficult to silence.
4: What I was going to say to Pretty was, (laughs) did it bother you you how much they basically ripped off Darth Vader's Imperial March music all throughout the film? Because it's way over the top.
1: So then in that regard, I would then say to you, does it bother you that John Williams, who I love, pretty much ripped the Imperial March as a minor version of... Minor version of Ave Maria because that's what the Batman was doing the whole time was just Ave Maria in a minor key, and that's what the Imperial March more or less is.
4: Yep, it bothers me. Time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, John,
1: John Williams. John Williams rips off, hates uh, rips Ave off Maria. other. Apparently. Rips off other songs all the time, all over the place, but because he's, he's a still a genius, I still love him. Okay. I, I won't say that. I like John Williams. I know Have you, you met do. him? You respect him. No, but it's fine. Anyways, Hot Toddy Takes, Star Wars edition. Happy May the 4th, everyone. Uh, Kevin, there's a quote that I would like to read to you, uh, just because it's something that I think is uh, is very pertinent to what you've been kind of saying. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. That was said by, one, your favorite Jedi, Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay, so new, new tagline for
2: Kevin just... is that.
4: Wow. <laughs> wow. Well-prepared, uh, massive diss on me. That's fantastic. And I'm proud of you. Uh, well done. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Anyways, we're doing a hot toddy take, Star Wars edition. Pretty was
3: challenging us, like, five minutes before we recorded to do uh, quotes from Star Wars movies and challenge him on it. Which again, we're about to record, and no one's prepared for except for Pretty. Uh, so I think he's probably got quotes for like all of us here that he's been studying up on. But well
4: executed oh, yeah, on the talk. first one. So Star Wars themed hot toddy takes is what we're doing right now. I don't think anyone made that clear.
1: <laughs> right, right. I tried to uh, a couple times. Did you? Uh, you, said so it. you said hot it. toddy takes. I. Said um, it. I, I am hosting said. this one here. Uh, so we're gonna go around the circle. Um, We're going to go to me last because obviously, as we've learned already, I don't have hot toddy takes. Um, I have no hot takes, especially when it comes to Star Wars. I have like zero hot takes about it. But I'm going to come up with a couple and we'll see what happens. Anyways, we're going to turn it over. Uh, Who's got the hottest take out there? Who thinks they can piss me off the most? And I will award whoever pisses me off the most. I will award said person with a – bottle of some bourbon
2: okay uh, i think i can piss you off the most well, oh, then okay. we can just all you got luke skywalker is the worst jedi <laughs> 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 I,
3: I, that would just be to piss you off and try to win bourbon i don't actually believe it, that take, so
2: but. so here here is a, a pro that take argument if he is the last jedi then he is also the worst and the best at the same time so yes you're correct he is the worst jedi Anyway. So wait,
1: is nah. that your real hot don't, take? Don't because engage. I
0: will Give do us the real thing. one.
2: <laughs> okay, real one. Uh, Ray is a more intriguing character than Leia. I just think that the writing about the character and surrounding the character was not good, um, and the character progression was not good, but the, the intrigue around the character was... Um, better than anything they did with leia um i could agree
3: that maybe leia's been a little bit underdeveloped in star wars lore um but i can't get behind that like retconning half of ray's lineage and heritage and
2: oh the writing was bad but the the character is more compelling to me it was, until I knew what the character was, and I was like, well, that was stupid. But that I, I, don't, I don't put that against the character, I put that against the stupid writing. Uh, the character of Leia was just kind of bleh to me, um, but the character of Rey was extremely intriguing and compelling to me the entire
1: um, third trilogy. So, what I will jump in here with, uh, first off, you did successfully piss off Kat with that, because uh, from the other room she was yelling something. Um, so Good. kudos. Yeah. Um, I, what I find interesting in this regard is that I think, um, it, or what I think is most interesting first off. Uh, yes, objectively, I think Leia was not as well written of a character. Sorry, but I don't think George thought that what is interesting though. <laughs> George is didn't Carrie think Fisher, about a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Carrie Fisher, it like, she very, it, it's very well known that she kind of had a big hand and kind of, um, finagling with the script quite a bit both in uh both in regards to leia in the original trilogy and then in the sequel trilogy so i i could i could buy into that and get behind that uh knowing largely that carrie fisher is probably was especially looking down on us being like nope absolutely, we're going to make this character have this and this and this, everything that Leia did not get.
2: And see, that that would have definitely made the third trilogy better if they would have taken actor input. Um, Oscar Isaac has come out, and he, he did not want to be in Marvel uh, because of his experiences with Star Wars, because he had no input on the character, and he thought he could have actually done better uh, development with the character. And so Kevin Feige, when he was recruiting him to be Moon Knight, he was basically like, we're going to work together on this. You have as much input as, as I do. And that's why he signed on to be on Marvel. And that's why he's done such a good job in Moon Knight. And so the third trilogy should have included more. Kevin rolls his eyes because he doesn't like Moon Knight. Which so is so a Kevin's hatred of Moon
3: Knight is actually a personal attack on
0: <laughs> <Earth
2: Rising>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean if 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 Oscar Isaac and and I can't remember the actress's name that plays Ray had had Daisy more Ridley. input, yeah, Daisy Ridley really had had more input into those characters, they would have been better developed and they would have surpassed what they already are. The the compelling nature of Ray's character though is, is what I'm going for and that's that's to me better than anything that they did with with uh, Leia's character.
4: I think this is a horrible take for one very very that's big reason problem. and it's Screen time for both characters when you compare them to one another. Ray was the main character of the sequel trilogy, and Leia was a supportive character in the original and a supportive character in the sequel. She's on the screen way less, and yet, Carrie Fisher, 10,000 greater than signs, Daisy Ridley. And why? It's because Leia's performance is better, Leia's character is better. Ray was an absolute Nightmare. um I think Daisy Ridley should take up a different profession.
1: Whoa! That that that! Wow! I I would disagree there, but that's okay.
0: That's fine. Coming
2: from a man that doesn't like Moon Knight, ah. Uh,
0: Daisy no, no. Ridley
2: is
4: is only behind Hayden Christensen and Star Wars oh, actors that oh, have no, bothered let's me. Get out of here.
3: There, Hayley, or Daisy Ridley, I assume, falls into a similar uh, issue as. Um wow, I'm blanking on every name of Natalie Natalie Portman and um oh my god, great who plays actors. Obi-Wan? Why am I blanking blanking on his name? E- Ewan, McGregor? Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, so like actually good actors that are terrible in the prequels because they're so poorly
2: written. I don't
3: think Ewan, so Ewan McGregor. Daisy is Ridley is just that's not a very
2: good. You don't like Ewan McGregor either? Ewan McGregor's great in the prequels. Okay, you don't think you. so. That's I your hot you, take. I thought you said that you didn't like Ewan McGregor, and I was
3: no, no, no. no. The, the prequel is filled with of good actors doing like performing terrible lines, and thus looking like terrible. Yeah, the actors. writing sucks. Yeah, good like, actors the writing and is so bad. good
4: actors and Hayden Christensen. Sure, but Hayden Christensen's
3: not in every scene that is problematic in the prequels. I hear you, but you can't say they're full of
4: good actors. It's full of good actors and also Hayden Christensen's there. I'm saying Daisy Ridley
3: falls into more of the good actor problematic writing as opposed to bad actor like Hayden Christensen. I have yet to be impressed. Well, you've only seen her in problematically written movies. Is that hot Mm -hmm. enough pretty?
4: I've got one that might make him more
3: mad. Wait,
1: was that – hold on. Was that your hot take-off camp?
3: No, not at all. I'm asking you if Flynn's oh, hot take was hot enough.
1: I mean, no, I'm kind of, I, I, I see the validity behind it. I don't agree necessarily, but I – it didn't – it kind of – it maybe uh. All right. elevated my heart rate by like 2 BPM, but that could have also been the bourbon. Who knows?
3: Two beats per minute. That's just normal fluctuations. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
3: That's just like got up and walked into the other room.
2: <laughs> Pretty's like, my resting yep. heart rate is 74. I'm up to 77 right now. This is... <laughs> look,
1: look, but it's all always 74. Is... <laughs> always seventy All I'm going to say I'm is... Always many... I'm always tracking.
2: Always <laughs> tracking. All
1: I'm going to say is right now, in regards to Flynn, many of the truths that we cling to depend on our viewpoint when looked at from a certain point of view.
4: More Star Wars quotes. Everyone Kenobi, Return of the
1: Jedi. Who's got the next hot take? Kevin, heat it up. See if we can get
4: him to 80. Jar Jar Binks is actually only the second most annoying character in the entire Star Wars universe. The most annoying is C-3PO. C-3PO is absolutely irrelevant trash. He is only helpful really in one film, and that is the what, what the listeners won't know, but these three might remember, <laughs> that I said during our live episodes, which is the best Star Wars movie um, is actually Return of the Jedi, where he is uh, incredibly effective communicating with the Ewoks. That all aside, C-3PO is just there to take up space, to be comedic relief, to be annoying and boring, He doesn't actually further the plot. He's not at all helpful in any situation. Um, They tried really hard to make him relevant in The Rise of Skywalker, and the only way they could do that was by erasing his memory and essentially trying to kill off a character only to bring him back um, because the fans would have had a problem with it. But they didn't. It's like if they had killed R2-D2 in The Rise of Skywalker... We would have sobbed worse than when Dobby died. But when they essentially kill C-3PO, we're all like, can this movie be over yet? No one cared. He's just so boring and annoying, and he's basically the Olaf of Star Wars. I I, I understand why people dislike Jar Jar Binks, but the people who love C-3PO and hate Jar Jar Binks make absolutely no sense to me. Jar Jar actually is helpful in some situations, often by accident. C-3PO isn't. I also don't think he's very funny. No, he's not.
2: No.
3: <laughs> like he's in there for comedic relief, but he never makes me laugh, and that's a problem. I
2: actually right. I hate that this is a, the, the the fact, but I I one hundred percent agree with Kevin. I, I I it pains me to say that, but I one hundred percent agree that 3 C P three C three PO, if he if he wasn't in any of the movies, it doesn't matter. The movies are probably better
1: uh so um update from cat uh she has taken out her earpiece and refuses to listen to- <laughs> <laughs> so good job she listened Kudos to Captain. half
2: an episode and
4: she's that like that was I'm done
1: the
3: one this. that got her I really we talked, liked about, it. we
4: talked about musicals a couple episodes ago give her that one and let her hate us for that
1: oh no she'll like that one
3: yeah this this got my resting heart rate lower with this hot take so i don't know yeah do you agree to yeah. i no, no one's worse than jar jar binks so i don't 100 percent agree with his take um i agree with i his don't premise, think is jar that, that annoying that c3po is an is an annoying character who translates fine
2: if jar jar just had a different voice he would be forgettable it's just his voice that makes it annoying. Kind of like Kevin. It's his voice that just <laughs> makes him really annoying. Uh, it's,
3: it's not just his voice. It's, it's also his manner of speaking and the whole entire, like, Gungan, di- like, dialect.
4: Okay, are you talking about
0: me it's or C-3PO at
4: this moment?
3: <laughs> yes. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: now I'm really <laughs> you confused. Know, they're all
3: one, one and the same. All three are the same to me. I hate you all very much. Kevin equals oh, you, Kevin. C-3PO,
4: who equals Jar uh, Jar Kevin. <laughs> Sir.
1: Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Are dead? You know who they Great are. Great
4: play. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah.
1: dead. Yep. Dead people. Pain and Panic. You know who they are. Yes. Abbott and Costello. Literally. Drink. Drink. Uh, C-3PO Jinx. and R2-D2 were written <laughs> with the, the pure trope of of Lucas putting them in there is comedic relief and narrator. They they are there to to just simply provide some levity and to help propel the story forward so he doesn't have to create any deus ex machina type of situation throughout the entirety of the saga.
2: Who's the droid say... in Rogue One? K2 or K2SO? K Yeah, he was great. He did it better than both of them combined. Best droid ever. Best droid uh, no. in the entire Star Wars. Uh, BD One was pretty great. BB Eight.
1: No. BD One's great. No, BD One. BB
2: One is stupid. Oh. it's a soccer BD1. ball. BD
1: One. B. No, no, no. Your BB Eight is the soccer ball. BD One is the is the little BD droid that is in Jedi Fallen Order as Cal Cresta's uh, sidekick and is also in. A cameo appearance in Rise of Skywalker.
4: Yep, he's in Rise of Skywalker.
2: No, no, he's in Mandalorian. And also, I, I bought
4: or Book Fallen of Bowen Order 10, actually
2: on your recommendation, Kevin, and it's not a good game
4: it's a great game Uh you're an idiot it's a hot takes within the hot takes it's a great game it's not it's not it's been it's it's won so many damn awards that you're the map
2: i i the map is an issue i can't get over the fact that i i i roam around for 45 minutes trying to find my way around because the map sucks like that it can't be a good game if i can't find my way through the game I'm that's done.
4: that's the that is the flaw of the game. But okay, sure.
1: Yes, you know what is a great game though. A friend of mine I was I was hanging out with last night introduced me to uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is like you know, uh, dogfighting in space like fighter pilot stuff. Uh, except he's got it in VR. Oh my god, it's amazing because you put it on and then you're like in the cockpit of an X-wing or a Tie Fighter super awesome game i've
4: never vr'd because i'm worried about if i could fit it over <clears throat> my reading glasses and whether i would need to do that
1: oh yeah no you totally can and what about your you bifocals also wouldn't have to do that because you could just adjust the focus so that way it is uh like having glasses on
4: your who hasn't side. gone yet
1: me
3: okay not uh, well. go first okay so i'm gonna phrase this as a hot take. Um, but I do understand the pushback, but I, I really just... I think X-Wings, greater than sign, lightsabers.
1: X-Wings wow. are... like a ship greater than a lightsaber? No,
3: no, 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 I like I would spell. rather... Like the Battle of Scarif is by far my favorite battle in the entire um, Star Wars thing. And I think that when X-Wings are rolling in in Force Awakens, that's like maybe the... The Moment that I got the most like, oh god, Star Wars is back in that whole movie, and obviously they ruin it with other things throughout the, the new trilogies. I just think that the scar this the the, the X Wings and the dogfights are every bit as epic and as Star Wars as lightsabers. Um, they just Jedi are much cooler than fighter pilots. Uh,
4: X Wings are awesome, okay. X Wings awesome. are fantastic. I love, awesome. love X Wings. I think that what George Lucas does best is spaceships. All the spaceships. I had books of of Star Wars spaceships and knew the names of all of them and all the different, I mean they're awesome. the 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 bad guy ones, the ATs, the ATSDs, that's what Sam wore to school today. He wore ATSD socks on his right foot and ATAT songs socks on his left foot and the tie fighters are incredible and the the Y-wings are incredible and the A-wings are incredible and the bombers are incredible. Star destroyers, the, Imperial ships are the star shuttles, yep. the I mean they're all it, the spaceships are thought through perfectly. I've never seen one that I'm like I hate this. They're all phenomenal. Um it, I think it's one of the things he does best. But I've never been like Man, I want to own one. Whereas every kid in the world wants to own a lightsaber. Every human being wants to own a lightsaber. So I think your take is wrong, but the premise behind your take is so respectable that I, I just have to say uh, I, I contend with you, sir.
3: Appreciate it. I, you mentioned yeah. that one of the things George Lucas does well. I think I rehashed on like a very, very early episode. Uh, I could have rehot taken. That I think George Lucas is the biggest problem in Star Wars, but um, even as he is the creator and founder of it uh, and responsible for a lot of the good stuff, too. But uh, I think that the X-Wings, really, I just wanted to make sure they got all of the love and support that I just feel like they're often overlooked by casual fans.
2: I agree. X-Wings are really cool, but I'd rather have a lightsaber.
1: Yeah, lightsabers all day, every day. But this does then segue into the, the reason why I've... Talk to each one of you at this point about playing this new game that I have called X Wing because it's awesome and I get to pilot an X Wing in a board game scenario. Anyways, Ho Camp, mediocre take at best.
3: I. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> you want to go with the George Lucas take? Is that going to get you better? George Lucas is the biggest problem in Star Wars.
1: No, that's 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 also he's a... a disaster.
3: It is known. It is known. <laughs> well, all right then. I'm sorry that no one met your standards that Flynn got your blood to peak to 2 beats per minute faster. Everyone agrees with Kevin and that mine was only mediocre. Pretty. Show us how a Star Wars hot take is done. I I am on the edge of my seat.
1: It's not going to be a hot take. I told you this. I love everything about Star Wars. But
4: that is a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> he you, <did> can't,
0: take. <laughs> you can't be rational. I said, Ray is universe. good, and that's take. a hot take. Like that.
1: <laughs> Here's the hottest take. You ready for this? You ready for this? Had they just changed Ray's lineage, or simply changing two lines to making Ray the, uh, the reincarnation of Anakin, attempt at a force. It would have been the best through line of any movie series ever from episode one through episode nine. It would have come full circle. It would have been amazing. The only second option to that is if we would have followed the plot line of Rey actually being Shmi Skywalker and done a time loop. That's my hot take. There it is. That's what Star Wars should have been.
4: I think it would have been incredible if the reason why Qui-Gon Jinn was never granted a seat on the Jedi Council, was that he had fallen in love with one woman at some point in his life and fathered some lineage that would have turned into Rey. If she had been a Jinn, I would have been like, this is awesome. I think one of the my bigger issues that, that I think gets lost
3: in what muddles some of the newest trilogy is this whole like they made this lineage matter? They just keep trying to tie everything back into a Skywalker. Uh, uh, you know, is it a Kenobi? Is it a Palpatine? Whatever all this is, if they just would have left it how it was at the end of the second one, that Ray yeah. is just a we force sensitive. We were sensitive. all fine with that. Yeah, we were. Everyone would have been like, "Cool," because the force is not specific to a dynasty. It's not a dynastic uh, thing entity. Right. It's just a, you're strong with the force. Be a badass Jedi. And yep. that is where I think they should have left it. I don't care at all. I, I would prefer her to be a nobody than anything that you just said.
1: All right. Well, there you go. You all twisted my hot take, and apparently it's not a hot take. So there it is. The <laughs> hottest take that was said
4: tonight is that you think Star Wars is perfect. <laughs> that, was, that was clearly the hottest take. Clearly.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the hottest take is that Star Wars is the best movies, movie series of all time. And I will take that.
3: Here's here's I just will, a here's a quick that poll grave. that maybe I'm a little bit too close to as since you know I have read the books. Um, is George Lucas more of a problem than George R. R. Martin at, at telling his story and finishing the damn thing? I
0: think um, yes. <laughs> uh,
4: I I honestly uh, think man. yes.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
4: Because there's less retconning. Yes,
2: because that, that, so far. So far, George, so yeah. you're
3: saying George Lucas is more of a problem than George R. R. Martin?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah because George R. R. Martin doesn't know how to finish it, and so he's just not going to finish it. George Lucas didn't know how to finish it, and then he just kept on going. So, <laughs> and he's
4: just like, right, let's just keep printing the money, man. George, the money. George Lucas <laughs> started in the middle, which was the dumbest thing that anyone's ever done ever. Um, it seems like I'd argue other people, other people are today. other people are doing stuff to George Lucas's work, right? It wasn't all him um with the sequels just like other people are doing stuff to george R. R. martin's work with seasons what five through five, eight five through eight and similarly people are doing other stuff with jk Rowling's work in fantastic beasts right isn't isn't some of yeah, that
2: she's, she's uh she's
4: like the ep of that i think is she i well
2: She's heavily. Stuff. Lost. Some
4: stuff's going on that I'm like, whoa. Um, <laughs> she can stop. I didn't even she wants. I didn't even go see the new one yet. And, and I pride myself on. On. Being Kristen a big saw Harry it. T- Kristen sad. saw it yesterday, and it. It's not the same that, it was. But, um, I have a similar posed question that we might even just throw into this. Um, nine Star Wars films. Uh versus so far versus six lord of the rings films so far oof it's a big oof right because the hobbit trilogy is so bad
1: star wars films it's 11 star wars films yeah solo and
4: and, and, well
1: i guess if you count those
4: two well but i'm not i'm not counting those (laughs) you have to
1: Yes, you, you have do. to at least count Rogue One. Rogue One is continuous. If you count Rogue One, Star you have One.
3: to count Solo. Yeah,
1: you have to count. Exactly, both. so it's lot. It,
3: you either count and both, both, or neither. Both, I'm not doing both. Difficult. Better than both, all the prequels. So, so
4: what's your what's your
3: question, Kevin?
4: Which translated to the better film series? Which would you rather sit down and watch?
1: Uh, Star Wars. If I, I'm not going to lie to you, if I'm not going to lie to you, if you look at just trilogies. Okay, sure. Lord of the Rings is a better Perfect. trilogy. But Pete Jackson going back and doing what he did with the Hobbit, that then huge, drops it. Huge so far problem. Down. Yeah,
4: right. That's yeah. why I'm posing the question.
3: Um I think that the prequel trilogies of Star Wars are worse than the Hobbit trilogies. Mm. Whoa, They're both oh, that's bad. A hot They're
1: take. both bad. That is they the are, hottest take. It's like no Wrong. It's, they're
2: I they're, think they're it's both it's really wrong. They're both Pretty's heart rate I is at 92 now. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also,
3: the original Lord of the Rings trilogy is better than the original Star Wars trilogy. So then you're going to tack also on three wrong. more problematic movies uh, that I that are fine but problematic. I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings every day. I get done faster. There's only three movies that suck instead of three movies that suck, three movies that are going to piss you off a little bit but are kind of good, and then the the top is a little bit better as well
2: i can get through the stupidity of the hobbit and Mm -hmm. and because i haven't read the book i can be okay with it but because there's no book for star wars all um, right all right all right yeah flynn what are we doing next next (laughs) watching uh, pretty's head explode (laughs) yeah pretty's heart rate is slowly slowly climbing um
3: so i get i get that bourbon now right
2: I'm surprised he's
3: not. Actually, that's a good question.
4: Who who won
1: Yeah, who, Hovecamp? Uh Hovecamp <laughs> with his unofficial <laughs> hot take there at the end that the Hobbit is better. The Hobbit trilogy is better than the prequel trilogy. The first. The for uh, un- kidding un- me. <laughs> An, unexpected journey. An unexpected
3: journey is good. It's it's not. That
4: is a to blow uh, your mind. That is a Jacob pretty f bomb. None needs its own drop. By the <laughs> way. Does. Jacob, Jacob Pretty, pretty F-bomb. F- <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
4: because it, I don't think it's happened before. And also, um, he's got to then go spend time to edit it. So when he says it, it's not like we do it and it's his problem. He did it and it's his problem. Wonderful. Yeah, it's, um, worth it. it's worth it. I agree with Pretty on this, by the way. I think that the prequel trilogy is awesome movie, the worst movie that has ever been done by Star Wars, and then something in between. Um, and the Hobbit trilogy is okay movie, bad movie, worst movie.
2: I've actually yeah. never seen the third Hobbit.
4: I'd say I'd say so it you
1: should talk That's right now. We saw it together.
2: No, Hilarious. I no. Hilarious. Okay, we no. cannot
3: count that one. I, one. Did. <laughs> I <laughs> slept <laughs> through. All... I, I'm going to say the word slept. I passed out. Yeah, <laughs> <of> camp <laughs> was too drunk.
2: He he passed out I in got, the theater. Go. Two, it was right after my first back surgery. You all were doing the Lord of the Rings marathon. I showed first up for 20 five. minutes, uh, like five days after I had a spine surgery. And then I was like, uh, Lauren, I need to go did, home and take some. We did cameras. the Lord of the Rings <laughs>
3: drink- marathon drinking game. Then, then we the did the day. Hobbit one <laughs> the next day. Which we've never to repeated to the, the Hobbit It ended one. in the Hobbit movie at Newport-on-the-Levee, which we brought flasks into. And surprise, surprise, after... 12 hours of heavy drinking and passing out and then like another eight hours of heavy drinking I didn't make it through the movie as I continued yeah. to drink in a reclined
2: dark theater
4: again um, Flynn what are we doing next
2: um, so what I'm doing is I switch to Green River. Um, Ooh, bourbon, Green um, River. It Green is from Owensboro. River. It is uh, about thirty bucks. I, I found it at depths. It is. It is good. It, you should buy this. You should buy this bourbon. Um, it's fantastic to sip, or it's fantastic to mix. Um, it is just a quality. Is that uh,
3: is that bourbon. its own distillery? Um, yeah.
2: Is it Green River Distillery? Yes. Yes. It's yeah.
0: Down Green River Distilling around Company.
2: Green yeah. River. Yeah, Which I drank it on like the Baron podcast Lake like 6, six seven
4: episodes ago. Yeah, so and small
2: small craft distillery um, that makes some really good stuff that they actually uh, distribute. So, it's quite good. Quite good. Yeah. So, last segment we're going to get into a few uh few little uh, listener questions. Listener uh, question. Listener, listener, listener.
1: listener, listener. question. Listener I don't even remember what this drop looks like because we haven't done it. I know, oh, we haven't done this it in sounds, a while. Sounds um,
2: like? and so I put it on listeners I put it on the Instagram from... We got several questions today. Yeah, we got that some. We got some questions on Instagram. So if you if, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, keep an eye out. We'll we'll put out some more.
3: We we also do get questions on Instagram from friends of ours that know we do a podcast and have never listened to an episode.
2: One hundred percent. Yes. Um, yes. We got some loyal so. listener questions today. Tracy. Yeah. Tracy, Tracy sent well, one. Terrence Tracy's sent one. Tracy's obviously up to the top. Yeah. Yeah. So Tracy. Uh, Tracy's first question to us was <laughs> when are you all going to do your roller skating competition between Jacob and Kevin? This is funny because I got the question on my phone today and forgot that
4: I have login privileges to the Instagram account and thought she was just asking me. Like I thought I got it on my personal (laughs) Twitter, my personal (laughs) Instagram. So I was like, I was like, I think, you know, we said it's going to be the 75th episode is when I then have to spend money to run out a roller rink. (laughs) And the only just roller rink I know rate, of, just for this race, just for this race, <laughs> and for all of our pods to come, and and all of what our like it? twelve pods to come, and when I, the roller rink I had in mind closed at during COVID and never reopened, so I don't know where to have this. Um,
2: we'll figure something out. We'll we'll figure. Well,
4: something someone out. has to because I'm not going to spend is, time on it. But we have we some can, episodes I, left.
2: I think I can probably, probably get us. will host us. I, I feel like I could get us uh, onto the uh, multi-purpose court at the NKU Rec Center. Uh, pretty no, easily. no, no. That doesn't count. It has to be a,
4: a, a roller, roller
2: rink because that's what we talked about.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's got is slatted Robin's floors. Roost? Yes, Robin's Roost still exists out in future. <laughs> <Utah. laughs>
4: so what, I've, what I know about Tracy is she goes <laughs> They're to They're definitely going to be down to host us. And um, she might be able to help us in this situation. So Tracy, when you listen... Give me a call and we'll we'll set something up. But I'm in. I, I think it's, it's gonna be so fun, and I'm gonna wipe the floor with pretty whenever he gets gets back from New York. And that's the other caveat is he has to physically be in the state, um, oh, in order for well, us to race. Kevin to be
1: on Zoom. Uh, well, no, what I was gonna what I was gonna toss out is if we keep going with our current recording pace that we're doing, uh, this might. This race might happen around the time that uh, my nuptials also occur. So I will be back in the state.
2: Is, so we're all going to Jacob's bachelor party. Is there a in roller rink in Savannah, Georgia that we could...
1: Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll
2: look into that. I'm I'm pretty prettys worst man. So I'll look into that. Get onto uh, it. And, and, and Get see. onto it. Yep, but that's man. the answer so, to
4: that question. is 75 plus the next time we can.
3: If we're saying what 20, 20 weeks away, so like
2: five months, early October. I yeah. mean, and we're going late September to Jacob's bachelor party, so.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, you know, we'll just we'll just accelerate. We're gonna start just recording a bunch of real <laughs> quick, wait. like forty minute episodes. <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs>
2: we don't do things quickly anyway. It's one segment um, episodes. We don't do some things quickly. What's the next? We have question? a we have a question from Taryn. What is your favorite pasta? Oh,
1: easy penne
4: is in third for me behind rigatoni, and uh, my actual favorite is Bertoli large shells, which you can't get at a lot of places. I go to Remke markets specifically because they're the only ones who carry it. Um, uh, the Kroger stopped carrying large shells completely. Not extra large, which you use to stuff shells, or medium shells which you use for things like mac and cheese. Large shells actually do a wonderful job of capturing sauce and other things in various forms. Um, they're also it's also perfect for minestrone soup. So large shells by patolli.
3: The I make most of my pasta with penne because it's the easiest to just fork and then distribute into my mouth. Um, you don't have penne to twist it. Penne is good fork and pasta. I'll yes, just say it is. That. It's it is. perfect. It's just it's a nice little tube. Great, you just stab great it. It's fork and pasta. And so, um, I that that is probably what my the appropriate great answer fork would and be. Pasta. <laughs> it's great fork and pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also do think that, like, a stuffed ravioli is is almost unbeatable. So I don't Tortellini, know. Tortellini greater
2: than signed ravioli in every sure. situation. Then let's do period. that.
3: Whatever. Stuff, stuff some pasta with delightfulness. I'm in.
2: I tried to get Lauren's grandmother's stuffed ravioli onto our Thanksgiving food rankings, and you vetoed it vehemently. And so I don't want to hear Because it's not a Thanksgiving food. It is. It
4: is. For I would have vetoed mammal, any
2: form of pasta.
4: I had Brijeule from the Della Bello family on Easter this year. And I was like, it's weird to be eating a Thanksgiving food on Easter, but just know it is the number eight ranked Thanksgiving food of all time, according to our podcasts. And my family was
2: like, please stop doing a podcast. <laughs> Your sister's running for office. Are they going to audit like what we say? To... So much. Okay, so much. good. Okay. yeah we're in big trouble. is it
3: true that yep. your brother said
2: <laughs> she's also <laughs> i tried to make Colleen reynolds my brother
3: and i are different people <laughs>
2: she's have to i say tried to make Brush Brush. brushole uh for th- for uh for thanksgiving and uh, it didn't go well because i accidentally pot- bought a pot roast instead so it was just basically a pot roast and wine steak. sauce yeah, yeah so um i just did it poorly um, my favorite is the bow tie pasta. I, you, I've been on record that that pasta is overrated. And I, I, Lauren and I went to our anniversary dinner. We had our five year anniversary at Soto, which is a um, phenomenal restaurant in Cincinnati, and they specialize in pasta. And I did not get a pasta dish uh, for, for that. My is dinner. so stupid. You did bad things. I had a bite of her pasta, which was good, but that's all I needed. Was one bite You chose bite of poorly. Pasta. You chose anyway. poorly. Are there other questions? Pasta is overrated. Um, It's Star Wars Day,
1: not Indiana Jones Day, by the way.
2: We we have a question from Alan. What was your favorite board game growing up? I love Risk, but growing up,
4: I think the game I played and loved more than anything was Stratego. Um, Do you remember Stratego? Um,
2: I own it. It's great.
4: Stratego was kind of awesome because it was sort of like chess, which I consistently best pretty in. Um, and it was kind of like risk. Do you though? Do you want to hear the latest uh, ratios? No, because I'm happy no, to. because I, know I do. You know.
1: stop. No, stop. No, am because I, I this <laughs> last game Second. I made a foolish mistake and you took my queen like four four moves in. The it's
3: current game, so ju- so just looking, this one game is the uh, reason that these this entirety is going to be skewed. <laughs> Kevin's so like Kevin, I won seventy nine percent of our Out game. of principle, <laughs> uh, let's maybe subtract one of your wins because pretty messed up most recently.
4: No, nah, I'm good. I'm happy to just say how many times I beat him. Um, <laughs> I got to figure out how to find that information. You anyway, guys Hope Camp. While I that Hope out. Gamp,
2: what was your favorite yeah. board game? Or what is uh, it? Currently? I
3: remember. I remember when we played a game of Risk that went until like five in the morning when I was probably like, my sister was able to drive us home. But it was after Thanksgiving and we just sat in my all of the cousins just sat in my grandma's living room and played the most like lengthy game of Risk ever. And I loved it, and then I realized that that's the quickest you can play Risk, and so that's probably not my favorite. Um, So my sister and I played some, you know, nights-long games of Monopoly, which were usually just a fun little bonding moment. But I really do think that playing some Trivial Pursuit is probably where I'm at, Um, which makes sense because I was uh, the best trivia host that there ever has been for Last Call Trivia, and, um, you know, probably started from just playing all these silly trivia games that my mom would frequently beat us in, but that's because we were playing, like, the 1970s version of it, and we didn't know random actors from shows that weren't very successful in the 1970s, and my mom
0: did.
4: So Jason actually was the best host, your second, and I'll also say that the ratio is 28 wins to 6 losses, me versus pretty. So if you want to subtract one on each side, it's 27 to 5, and I think that shows I'm obviously much better than... Debatable. It's not debatable. It's on the screen right now.
1: Nobody likes a bragger. All right, so (laughs) the game that that I probably played the most growing up, um, thinking about it, uh, is I actually played a lot of um, card games, uh, specifically with my dad. My dad uh, dad and I played a, a lot of Euchre growing up. Oh, yeah. And then it's... Once I once I kind of got into college is when I got more into strategy games, um, so bridging that gap, then you know uh, we dive into the world of pandemic. There was a lot of uh, pancake game. pandemic Saturdays with Hove Camp. Uh, we also did uh, Dead of Winter a lot, and then um, you know we've
2: Secret Hitler kind of... more recently, and that's fantastic. oh Secret Hitler then... become very fun.
1: Then now we've transitioned from board games into uh, RPGs and. Dungeons
2: and Dragons. So, pretty. I'm I'm with you. I played a lot of card games growing up. My my parents and my grandparents uh, taught me how to play euchre and poker. Um, and their their policy was always um, once I once I understood the game was able to grasp it, they never let me win. And so I had to learn how to win myself, which I I'm going to employ with my son when I'm teaching him card games. Um, but I would sit down and play. Texas Hold'em poker just one-on-one with my dad for hours every night, basically. So, and I used to watch poker on, on TV. Like, you know, when the uh, world series of poker was on, like I vote that and I would watch it uh, later on. Um, that's how into poker I used to be. So hundred percent that's, that's what I was going for. I didn't really get into board games until college like the rest of us. So, okay, here's a random one. Um, You've been given a kangaroo. Excellent. And, and you have to keep it. What do Obviously you do? I'm keeping it. What do you do with it? What do it? you mean? What do you do with it? I. You can't I just do have it in kangaroo? your house.
3: Yeah. Why can't I? Well, then it's an outdoor kangaroo. I'll have it in my yard. This is a win-win. That, have... kangaroo's gonna, <laughs> that kangaroo's going to box the hell out of anybody. you got to have them. a really uh, high
4: man. fence because the kangaroo can jump yeah. over... 5 feet You don't have high a fence, air, so and you have Fences to jump are over really the hard
2: to get right now, right Kevin? Oh, very hard. Yeah, it took me 6 months. It was awful.
3: <laughs> so, I said, so then the kangaroo escapes. Is yes. this this is an easy question. So, so am going to keep the keep kangaroo outside. It's like, I'd you like you to, keep to keep it. It, it keeps escaping. This <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems to be the problem. I tried to keep it. I'm you said sure. it's going to escape. That then that's where we're at.
2: The kangaroo has escaped and is on the loose. But like, like what does it eat? Does anyone know what a kangaroo eats? just like a uh, bunch of
1: veggies leaves. and sh- yeah they're a marsupial so probably mostly a herbivorean type diet
3: just throw out like a lettuce like a whole thing of like cabbage and it'll probably be fine <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: you you don't know anything about vegetables and so i i don't i don't agree with anything that you say about vegetables i appreciate better. the thought but you're you are getting better so they're gonna eat his So what butterfly. would
3: you? What are you feeding your kangaroo I, then? Flynn? I, I yeah, don't Flynn? know, but well, I have a fenced-in
2: yard. Uh, you don't have I'll, a fence that's higher than five feet. That's true. I'll have to get a new fence. That is one hundred percent true. Um, I, I don't know what I would do. I, I guess my I really dog think would definitely try to kill it. Goose would definitely. try also, to kill also, your dogs could also escape
3: the four-foot fenced-in yards that you all have. Yeah. dogs are very capable in and cre- sneaky creatures they don't do it because they don't want to and because you've trained them not to
2: goose one just time just train kangaroo goose one time escaped uh for i don't know how long um and then lauren found him just waiting to be let back in in the front door he was just sitting next to yeah. the front door like i'm done exploring so yeah no our, our my dog's an asshole like that
3: something something that we should just also mention as an option is this a if it's a female kangaroo maybe see if you can catch a ride in his pouch for a minute
4: just that's my amazing. answer is love it i don't know why you all have to overthink this my answer is i would
2: love the kangaroo and pretty kevin, as four moves away from checkmate in our current game Ke- <laughs> Ke- kevin would 100 fit in a kangaroo pouch but i don't think <laughs> the rest
3: of us would that's true i'd probably weigh it down it probably wouldn't be an option i'd have to lose some weight but you know yeah
2: yeah all right last question last question if you could have one superpower only one what would it be
4: i would choose to be able to stop time or go back in time i feel like we've had
3: i feel like you've had this discussion
4: before yeah it's totally been a question we've we've listened before but i can't remember and we, we and we
2: had the discussion that you said back in time was better i said stop time is better
4: But if I could control time, like if I had the time stone and abusing it wouldn't cause massive multiverse repercussions, I would, I would use it all the damn
2: time. I would teleport. I want to teleport, make travel way easier. Like, like I want to be able to disapparate Mm. with someone if I want to, or like set up port keys. Like that's what I want to be able to do.
3: You just want to, you just want to be a wizard in the Harry Potter universe.
2: Well, yeah, if I can have all the other stuff, too, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't just be like, I want to be Harry Potter. Like, I'm not going to say that, but. Well, of course not. You love your parents. <laughs> so did Harry. Are you
3: trying to insinuate he that Harry Potter knew them. Love his parents? He uh, barely I mean, knew them. He very much defended a terrible uh, James Potter to Severus Snape. It I think that amazing. was that was some blind love. Yeah, you'd love to know dance. them. That's Stop a question.
2: Stop it. <laughs> Hope Camp, what, what, uh, or Jacob, what, uh, what superpower?
1: I mean, flight would be cool, but I, I would almost go more of the route of telekinesis, but like on the level of like Jean Grey telekinesis. So it's essentially like being able to use the force, but also to be able to levitate oneself, in essence, flying as well.
2: So, Kevin's bored with our I'll podcast. Just, I mean, I'll just, just go, ahead. <laughs> I'll yeah, just no,
1: go no, ahead and
3: save, Kevin and I have save been playing flight this,
1: real quick. Last, like, 20 minutes.
3: <laughs> I I just, the convenience of it, the, the, but also the ability to like see and get to really, really cool places. Um, so it's it's, in my opinion, more, yes, it's convenient, much like teleporting is maybe a little bit less convenient, but you get to experience... Uh, the world in a much more cool and unique way i think in in some instances so i'll take flight Uh, it's a lame answer but we got any more questions nope that's it okay excellent sorry to everyone involved not for the star (laughs) wars takes Uh, i stand by i think all of us said reasonable takes so sorry mostly for having bad hot takes
4: Pretty uh, sad said that they're all you. perfect, so <laughs> most of us said reasonable takes.
1: A long time ago in
0: a galaxy far, far, away.
4: You didn't ask for it,
1: and
3: there it was. Apologies to you all. Have a drink on us, and we'll see you next week. I love how Pretty keeps, like,
4: leaning back, changing the light to go from, like, Sith Lord to just back to pick a pretty a pretty great Sith Lord. (laughs) Like, one out of every four of them is
0: any good at all. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base.